This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope, 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 hap, hope. I can't get that sentence out. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> that was awful. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Um, thank you, everyone, for catching up as well on audio platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Google, wherever it may be. Thank you so much for doing so um and yeah uh, let's say hello to those joining us in the chat box thank you for those that are uh, old dave black shine maximius mark uh, glenn we've got uh, paul olawale we've got old dave we've got pam and damien and stevie and ray angela jose and plenty more of you guys and girls in the chat thank you so much for tuning in and for joining me and for those listening as i say on catch up as well please do if you haven't done so already drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show right without further ado I think we should probably just go straight into things, to be fair. So let's do that. First of all, Arsenal drew with Spurs last night, 3-3 in the Conti Cup, um, coming from behind in the end. 2-2 um, at half-time. Spurs took a lead in the second half, but thankfully, uh, an own goal uh, was what led to Arsenal's equaliser. And then Arsenal went on to win a penalty shootout. The Conti Cup's an interesting kind of um, tournament because it's done in a group stage system. There's five groups that you start off with. Arsenal in a group with Spurs, Southampton, Bristol City and Reading. Um, they've won two and drawn one, which is this game. However, when you draw, there is a penalty shootout, uh, even though it's a group stage. And if you win the penalty shootout, you get an extra point. So Arsenal's extra point means they're still top of their Conti Cup group um, on eight points. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it will be absolutely fine with Arsenal progressing through. Uh, they've still got one more game to play and uh, it should be relatively straightforward. Spurs are the other toughest side in their group. So you'd think um, that we'd be able to progress through relatively comfortably. But I thought that about the Champions League in the summer and that didn't happen. So yes, Conti Cup progression still seemingly on the cards. Champions League football. Um, although I've not changed the uh, <laughs> the text. Uh, Champions League football fallout. Champions League fallout from last night. Um, some very, very interesting results indeed uh, from yesterday's games. Of course, Arsenal could sit back, relax, 
and enjoy the matches because they already knew they were through as group winners. But I'll run you through the results of last night's games um, that were, as I say, very intriguing indeed. RB Leipzig and Man City had already progressed through their groups and they beat their respective opponents, Young Boys and Red Star. Antwerp beating Barcelona, very interesting indeed. Porto winning 5-3 in a massive game against Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, it was really important that they won because it meant that they went through as runners-up to uh, Barcelona. You've got Celtic beating Feyenoord in a very interesting game um, because, of course, the, they were already out and it was... Celtic fun turning on it in the last game. Uh, Atletico Madrid beat Lazio, uh, which was an important game for them because they had to win to top their group. Newcastle took a lead against Milan, but then ended up losing 2-1 to fall out of Europe in its entirety, which means that two English teams have gone out as group losers, fourth place losers, which could have a significant effect on England's coefficients when it comes to the Champions League. And that fifth place that was expected to be another Champions League qualification spot could be affected, it seems, because of Man United and Newcastle's poor showings in the tournament. Meanwhile, Dortmund drew with PSG. And what that means is, as you can see from the slide on your screen, is that a number of teams Arsenal can now face. Arsenal cannot face PSV because, of course, we've already played them in our group. But in the last 16, we can face any one of these seven sides. PSG, Inter Milan, Lazio, Napoli, Porto, Leipzig and Copenhagen. Of course, Arsenal would probably want Copenhagen. However, they do look quite good and have been looking quite good. I mean, they were able to hold Bayern Munich to a draw. They beat Manchester United um, and obviously beat Galatasaray as well. So maybe not. But it's some good trips there. Uh, Copenhagen is a, a very nice city. Porto as well in Portugal. Naples, Rome, Paris, Milan uh, and Leipzig. <laughs> Probably not the, the worst trip of them all, to be fair. So hopefully Arsenal fans will not have to deal with travelling to Leipzig. But any of the other cities, I think, would be fantastic. Uh, AC Milan, though, are said to be pushing for a deal for Jakob Kivior. That's according to Calcio Mercato. Arsenal would be hoping for a deal in the region of €25 million. Euros. Arsenal paid a very similar price to Spezia not so long ago, and his lack of game time could be something that entitles, well, not entitles, but certainly encourages, you would think, Kivior to maybe make that switch to Milan. We'll have to wait and see if that turns out to be the case. Um, I don't think it makes any sense for Arsenal to lose Kivior. He's a player that I think obviously has got a lot of potential. I think he's got a lot of, you know, um, quality that he can still give to Arsenal. And I think he's a very good and competent left-sided centre-back back up to Gabriel. And then Arsenal would simply have to go into an, the market again and find another player. So I don't think, I don't think it really seems that much of a sensible move for Arsenal to do, even if they were able to get more than 20 million for Kivior. But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Victor Ozimen is said to be close to a new deal with Napoli, according to Demazio. We've also seen Ben Jacobs uh, double source and confirm this deal uh, it, as well, and that he is indeed heading closer to a potential new uh, contract with Napoli. It doesn't mean that he's obviously untransferable. Arsenal and any other team can, of course, go in the market and still potentially try and sign him. It's going to cost a hell of a lot of money, though, to be able to do that. Um so it's very, very interesting, this one, because you'd think that with all the interest building around Ozymen, that maybe he would try and find that move away from the club and find that way into a, a bigger team like Arsenal, like a Chelsea, even though they're not in the Champions League necessarily. Um, but it's interesting that he's closer to that new Napoli deal than maybe more so leaving uh, Naples. Again, a story that we will continue to follow. Arsenal said to have the player on their radar, but whether or not they're actually going to move for him remains to be seen. And our last transfer story of the day is uh, according to uh, some really interesting news coming out of Brazil. 
Arsenal are being linked to Marcos Leonardo of Santos. Now, for those of you that have been across the recent news regarding Brazilian football, you'll know that after a very, very long time, Santos have been relegated from Brazilian, Brazil, uh, Brazil's Serie A. Um, and that has obviously led to a number of links with their players to other clubs. Now, Leonardo is a very interesting player and Fabiano Faro, who's a journalist in um, Brazil, has uh, reported that Arsenal are preparing a £17 million bid for Marcus Leonardo. Now, he's a 20-year-old centre-forward that can play um, only as a centre-forward. He he's not like the versatile options that we've been looking at previously. Five foot seven. 21 goals in 49 games across four competitions this year. Um, of course, the calendar for their games is is different compared to us in England. And so uh, they play during a different period of time across a different calendar. And that's a really good return. You have to start thinking that there are perhaps similarities to Julian Alvarez and the deal that saw Man City go to South America to find an option of a striker for, you know, less than 20 million come into the team, loads of potential um, and has proven to be a fantastic signing. That said, Arsenal have not had the best of luck with their deals for young Brazilian players um, always, although Martinelli has been fantastic. Marquinhos has not necessarily been that much of a success, but it does seem that Leonardo is on a different level to the likes of Marquinhos and I think would be closer to the deal that saw Arsenal sign uh, Martinelli from Ituano. So mixed results is Arsenal's work in, in South America. But he is a very exciting young striker. And I think one that will definitely be moving in the summer after Santos's relegation. So keep your eyes peeled onto this one. Very intriguing indeed. And lastly, I wanted to address this because it really did rile me up yesterday. Now, those of you that don't know who Peter Walton is, you should do. Uh, he's often a refereeing pundit on was on BT Sport. I don't know if he still is, but he certainly was. Uh, of course, Mike Dean now does it for Sky Sports during their show. Um, but Peter Walton made some very, in my opinion, dangerous comments um, yesterday, or they certainly came out yesterday. Um, he was doing an article, I think, for The Times. And in that article, he responded to the situation that we discussed in yesterday's show regarding the Turkish referee, um, Halil Umet Meler, who was attacked um, by Ankara Gucu, uh, President Farouk Kocha. Um, <clears throat> oh, my voice is going. Um, and in yesterday's show, we talked a lot about kind of the impact of that. We talked about how there is no if, buts and maybes surrounding the, I think it was two days ago, maybe, um, surrounding the whole idea that you can make excuses. You can start linking the abuse uh, that has been suffered by the referee in this instance uh, to anything else that's happening. And I'll read you through what Peter Walton's comments were in the Times. He said, every governing body needs to come out immediately and condemn these actions. Officials need to feel supported at time like this. Um, then maybe the likes of Jurgen Klopp and Mikel Arteta will think twice next time they rush to harangue an official or question his impartiality after the game and incite pylons. However, words and statements only get you so far. The real truth is that we need to be much harsher in terms of punishments we dish out. Only then might we see some real change. Now, those words, I think, are incredibly dangerous. The idea to com like the conflation of the horrific attack that we saw in Turkey and the words that Arteta has said and to effectively link those two together 
I think are incredibly dangerous. The idea that Arteta's words are in some some way somehow linked to the idea that we will get to a stage where assaults are happening, I think puts an incredible amount of finger pointing towards both, of course, Arteta and Klopp. Those are instances and those actions that we saw in Turkey were awful and they are to the account of the people that were involved in them. Now, I think that there, you could argue, is a link between increasing abuse of officials on the field that eventually leads you into a position whereby uh, you reach this stage um, where things happen. However, to take the words of Arteta, where he describes the officiating decisions as, as danger, sorry, as um, a disgrace and that it's embarrassing, I think goes one step too far. I think it goes one step too far for me because it's an opinion of Arteta, first of all, to describe it as such. And I think that you can argue that the mistakes and the inconsistencies of referees have been disgraceful. And that it is an embarrassment to the league to make these mistakes on such a consistent basis because it is extremely costly from both a competitive and monetary standpoint. And to kind of incite, to link the idea that what Arteta has said has led to pylons that then link into these types of actions, I think is really, really awful. I hope that there is some, you know, uh, I hope there is a acknowledgement of these comments by the clubs, by Arteta, by Klopp and, and others involved. And I hope that we do not get into a situation where we start to see other managers, and I mean, to name Arteta and Klopp, I think is incredibly wrong, especially when other managers have, you know, done things very similar, said things very similar to Arteta and Klopp in the past. So to single those two out, I think is really, really poor. But that's my thoughts. We'll go to the comment section for a very quick part two. We've got a very busy day ahead of me, so I'll only be taking a few questions before we wrap things up. But uh, let's shoot to part two and your questions right after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's jump into the chat box, shall we? And tackle a few of your questions before we come to the end of today's very quick show um we start with lucas who says with ozyman rumored to have 130 million release clause do you think he's worth that and do you think it will be activated it's really difficult lucas it's really difficult to think that a striker can be worth 130 million pounds i never thought a player that arsenal would buy would ever be worth 105 million pounds but declan rice has proven me wrong he has really proven me wrong um, in that sense. Not because I didn't think he was worth that money. I think it was worth Arsenal going in and, and obviously doing that. But I also think that there is an argument that no player on the, in the world is worth these crazy amounts of money. But it is the way that the market is going. I don't know if Arsenal would ever go that high, but I never thought Arsenal would go as high as they did for Rice. So it's impossible 
to know. Um, and it'd be impossible to answer this question until it happened and we saw him at Arsenal. That's the only way we ever know if a player is really worth the money, is if they arrive at the club, they sign for that money and they deliver. So let's see if that happens, I guess is the answer. Uh, Darren says, Leonardo, Jimenez, um, or sorry, Jimenez uh, or Sesco. Who would be the best target? Again, I'd say it's probably fair to ask me in the summer. I kind of want to wait and see what more Sesco and Jimenez do in this season. It's still very early in the campaign. We're not even at the halfway stage yet. So very, very difficult to know the answer to this. Leonardo, we've got a whole year's worth of data and analytics analytics rather to look at. And I also think, obviously, in January, there is scope to do that deal where they might not be in the same way in the summer because it would be a new season. And with Santos relegated that could change uh, Leonardo's situation somewhat so let's wait and see um as I always say um but certainly yes Leonardo is is up there and is certainly grabbing my attention I'm going to do some more research and scouting of the player uh Sesco and Jimenez of course of course as well very much up there amongst players that I'm looking at uh, Guna 76 are you going to do a show tonight sadly not and uh, we're going to rearrange tonight's show I was going to be doing one but um our guest has has rearranged because they've uh, they're working tonight, but hopefully early next week we'll be rescheduling for. So make sure you look out for that. But thank you for asking the question. I don't know if we still will do a show or not tonight. I don't think so. But uh, who knows? Anything can happen. Uh, Maximir says, uh, I think we should just go out and win our matches. Uh, get a siege mentality and use it to fuel our title ambitions. That's the best way to shush all these Waltons and TalkSport and PGMOLs. Um, it's important to remember that, Maximus, this show goes out on TalkSport. It's important to not generalise because I think cert you can certainly point towards um, what I think is an incredibly uh, anti-Arsenal individuals uh, that aren't the biggest fan because... I think we provide the balance uh, here, but uh, certainly there are people out there that I feel do treat Arsenal differently to other clubs. And I think it's a real shame the comments that Walton was made. Uh, Cole says, did you say he's five foot seven, Tom? Yes. Um, I think he's around five, seven to five, eight-ish. I did a quick uh, check. He's 1.74 metres. And that apparently translates to five foot seven um, uh, on, on Google's use of it. So that's what it says on... Yeah, he's one meter seventy-four. Is what it says. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what it is. If Wiki says five nine, that's Wiki, but that's what it says on Transomart that he's one uh, seventy-four meters. So that would translate to around five foot seven, five foot eight in height. Um, Reese says Appenda, Liao, Frimpong would be a dream summer. I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, two forwards there being signed for huge amounts of money. I don't see that one happening. That would be pretty incredible if it did get done. Uh, Vala says, can we make a wish list for Christmas of episode concepts we'd like to get from you for Christmas? I'd like to try a, uh, a try on a haul of your whole kit collection. Yeah, I can't see that one happening. Um, to be honest, that would take forever to go through all the kits I've got. And I don't think it's the most enthralling of content out there. But uh, if you want to throw in some ideas into the comment section of content you think I should be doing over Christmas, please do let me know. Uh, we'll be doing a show on Christmas Day, of course, at 8am, because nothing is going to stop us from doing these shows. Anyway, I said it was going to be a quick one, and it is. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and listening today. It really is appreciated. Do drop a like on the video before you go. Subscribe to the channel. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.